good Italian job. How the heck I'm are feel- you, brother? I'm feeling good, Tommy boy. Feeling really good. How are things going? How was your week? Uh, better, not as good as yours. You had an anniversary, right? Nine years. Nine year anniversary. Yeah, I've been around you crazy HIM, you crazy high impact men, making me a better man. Um, it's been a good week. It's been a, it's been a great week. I uh, I was a day behind, a day ahead of you. I had a seven year anniversary uh, at the end of the month and did not go as, as planned. Supposed to queue and wound up smashing my toe with a two hundred pound uh, six by six. And today's the first day I put on a real pair of shoes, so I'm ready to get back into the gloom and see my friends again. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad you're wearing pants, Tommy boy. Well, you don't know that. I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is a waste up podcast, my friend. <laughs> oh, good Look, we've stuff. got a what big are... crew uh, this week, but before we get into it, anything that you need to put out on, on the airwaves for the nation? Um, I saw last Friday the newsletter of the nation dropped, which was great. Uh, tons of content in there, as always. I applaud you for putting in the time and making that happen. Anything else that's hot happened between now and then that you need to share? Yeah. Yeah, there's one thing that came out this week. It is actually the annual report. So, you know, normally you think annual reports, corporate structure, that sort of thing. Um, But we see it's important now that we have a foundation, now that we have a board of directors, that the men of F3 Nation knows where the dollars that they donate to certain places, where they go. So literally, you can check out the F3 Nation annual report see what's going on around the world with expansion opportunities. You can go to F3Nation.com, go to the About tab, and then look for annual reports. So all the 2021 stuff is there. Um, so check it out. See see what's going on, how much you know we budget for certain things like Grow Ruck events, how much we spend, how much we budget for um, for travel, for, for all the things. It's all there. And Slaughter wanted to make sure that every man a part of F3Nation had access to it. And so it's all out there. You can check it out. Outstanding. Good stuff. Um, we've got a peanut gallery of a group of guests today. I feel like I'm walking into a five guys with all these nuts, but uh, we've got uh, a really great conversation to set the table very quickly before we bring them on. I think it stemmed from our F3 dad camp conversation. Uh, Slack started being uh, bombarded with guys either asking or sharing about retreat ideas, whether it was a shield lock retreat, a regional retreat, an SLT retreat, um, and that kind of connected some dots. You reached out to the guys in Toledo. We've got some guys in Greensboro that have uh, done a, a slightly different variation of a retreat experience. So we figured let's bring them on. Let's popcorn some questions their way. And then ideally connect the dots between their ideas and the guys who are seeking to replicate it or build upon it. So without further ado, uh, let's start in Toledo and welcome the guys from F3 Toledo. We've got Mulcahy, we've got Ollie, we've got Belding. Fellas, welcome to the show. We'll go round robin. How long you been doing F3? Who EH'd you? And how'd you get your name? So I can start. So my name is Steve Fell. I'm 48. And my name is Mr. Belding. Um, I was EH by Colonel. And I got my nickname because I was a secondary school administrator for 15 years and was named after Mr. Belding from Bayside High on Saved by the Bell. Outstanding. Hey. Strong, strong. I'm Mike Dandran, uh, 58, um, okay, he got head like by a guy named Speedo here in Toledo, but only been at it for about a year and a half, uh, Catholic priest, uh, so, and, and was a chaplain at the Air Force, um, our 180th fighter wing here in Toledo, uh, and so, therefore, the, the name Mulcahy from the MASH TV series, Father Mulcahy, who was the chaplain for the Med Group. Respect. I love that. 
Uh, Matt Britt, 44, Ollie. Um, I was EH'd by my neighbor, Brute, and also Klinger. And um, very first workouts, I've been at it uh, a little over five years. And uh, how I got Ollie was uh, from the movie Hoosiers. I played hoops, so I'm all of probably 5'9", maybe. And so <laughs> well, I guess I have a, a, an awesome potty shot. And so, But that is my movie, and I, I reference it a lot. And there's a lot of guys in the facts, younger guys that haven't seen it yet. So I'm constantly telling them they got to see it because it's a classic. Yes, it is. Well, fellas, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll we'll start with you. But before we do, let's introduce the Greensboro guys as well. Sack, why don't you kick us off? Sure. Michael Ambler, uh, 57 Sack, started February 7, 2015. And I uh, got my name Sack because I was uh, a no good small college quarterback. And sadly, the name was quite appropriate. So somebody knew that in the crowd. I did not volunteer that, but that's how I got my name. Sack, what, what school was that? That was Elon. Elon. Yeah. I know we where Elon fight, is. We were the fighting Christians back then, by the way. That has now, changed. What, where are they now? The Phoenix. The Phoenix. Yeah. 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 Sack is also the current Nantan of, uh, of F3 Greensboro. So uh, another tip of the hat there. And uh, Snowflake. Scott Kinsey, 58. Um, uh, I was EH'd by the guy in the left-hand corner on my screen, Tommy Boy, uh, six years ago this month. Uh, he stayed out on me for about six months before he convinced me to get out. Uh, so I'm thankful to him for that. And then uh, my name is really a roundabout way. I grew up in South Florida. I mentioned I was a Miami Dolphin fan, and then somebody made the connection to Instagram <laughs> a pet detective with a dolphin named Snowflake. So uh, oh, that's good. That's how I ended up with Snowflake. That's, that's, you know, I would say that's okay. okay. That's great. Snowflake. <laughs> IJ, I'll hand it over to you, man, to kick us off in Toledo. Yeah. So uh, the guys in Toledo reached out and, uh, and mentioned, Hey, we've got a, tr a retreat we had a retreat and, and I asked a handful of questions and the more that we found out, the more I was like, man, this is something that the nation needs to know. So I'm going to toss out the very first question or basically a statement the guys in Toledo, tell me about this retreat, you know, that you guys had, how many guys attended, just kind of the details behind this, this region-wide retreat. Well, I think, you know, I think before we talk about the what, I think it's really important for us to talk about the why, first and foremost. Um, you know, I took over as Nantan in November, and one of the things I really wanted to focus on as a group was mental health and you know, particularly men's mental health that was spurred on by a couple of things. We had a, a guy from Black Swamp, one of the neighboring regions who I had met a few times, but a lot of our guys knew very personally took his life uh, in October. And that affected a lot of guys around here. Um, also around that time, uh, you know, had a, had a family member that some of, some of the mental health struggles came to the forefront too. And so it was something that, you know, I felt really passionate about and I knew a number of guys did. And so start having some some breakfast uh we have a mental health breakfast every other sunday that is open for guys to just show up and you know talk and unload and we have a couple of themes every month that we talk about and so we started doing that and you know as as things would have it um you know i was working on the give to give campaign with scratch and win and i know you know a lot of guys are familiar with his journey and we started having conversations uh while we were doing give to give and um you know, had a lot of dialogue with him. Well, what, what, if, how, what can the foundation do to support that? What could we do to assist with that? Which, 
you know, we, we continue to have dialogue, you know, kicking, kicking ideas around. And I, I wasn't sure what that looked like yet. And then, you know, as you know, life, life works in, in strange ways. Uh, Ali approached me about, about doing a retreat, which I thought fell in line with that. Um, and, and Mulcahy did as well and started really framing that up for us, what that would look like and how that could accentuate a lot of the stuff we were already working on locally. And uh, we've got some, we actually got some guys trained uh, to be point people for guys through NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And so we, we've really been making a point of drawing that out. Uh, it's, it's a challenge for, for guys, especially guys our age. Uh, you know, the, the demographic we're in is, is a pretty high suicide rate and it's stuff that we don't like to talk about. So we, we wanted to create an environment where we could talk about this. This retreat was just something to take it to the next level. And the theme of it actually was level up. And so it was a 33 hour retreat. We went out of state. Uh, into Michigan about an hour away and had an awesome facility that Mulcahy had some contacts with that hooked us up on a beautiful lake and spent 33 hours really pushing all three F's and then the theme was level up because we wanted to take things to the next level you know as far as uh, fitness goes you know we, we spent a lot of time working on calling cadence uh, not, not killing ourselves, but work on calling cadence because that's that's something guys don't always feel comfortable with. And we wanted to push guys to lead and get out of their comfort zone. Uh, had some really excellent second half, uh, some deep, deep connecting conversations with guys that uh, I think furthered a lot of relationships and then spent a lot of time, you know, working on that third F, talking about where we are in our faith journey and how we can improve um, so that's the, that's the general idea of it and really the impetus behind it. Um, you know, Mulcahy and Ali did an awesome job of, of framing it up and giving it, giving it structure and giving it legs. So I, I can let them talk more about that part of it. But the why to us was just as important as the what. And I do want to give a shout out to the foundation. They gave us 2500 bucks to stake us as a, a sua sponte grant to help pay for lodging up there. So it was a dollar for dollar match for us. So I want to give a shout out to the foundation because that money, that money does go to do good stuff and it goes to good places. It's not just going somewhere in Charlotte. It, it does good stuff for you locally. Awesome. That's a, that's a great thing to hear the why behind it, because uh, sometimes the why is as simple as, you know, I just want to go spend some time with my buddies. And a lot of the guys probably attended, to spend some time with their buddies, but there was a little bit more behind it, the stuff behind the scenes. So Ali, uh, tell us a little bit about kind of the details of the weekend, you know, the, the, what of the weekend, just anything you want to add on top of what Mr. Building just told us. Yeah, thanks. Um, I would say the, the, the details of the weekend. So kind of building frame that up and we got together, we formed kind of a service team and said, let's, let's get, you know, eight to 10 guys together who were going to like, let's put some content to this and with the, with the, Hey, first F, second F, third F, you know, and let's put a point of contact on each. And so we did that. And, and we said, you know, when we looked at the agenda, we said, you know, we don't want this to be a full beat down all weekend. You know, we want it to be a lot of, a lot of second F, you know, and like, you know, we want to be, you know, obviously in the first F, but like, and then that kind of bridged that third F, like we're here for a reason. We're here for another reason. So we got together as a team and just started brainstorming. Like, what could we do? What would it look like? It's not a weekend that we're going to go just hang out by a fire and drink beers. We did some of that, but this is about really getting deep and building a foundation across the packs. You know, we have, we have a very strong packs. 
and we have very solid second half, very solid third half. You know, this is good to get up into somewhere away from kind of all these. So is like the net from the theme came about. Like, well, we need a theme for this. And I actually would want to like I'll, I'll kind of say the theme. We said it was level up. And the theme was like, there's always another level up. There's always another ascension. There's more grace, more light, more generosity, more compassion, more to shed, more to grow. And like that kind of served as the basis of it, right? So like what we got into was we would we got some deep second F content and we actually modeled it a little bit around, um, a lot around uh, John Elder's book, Wild Heart. And so we had some really good conversation with some deep questions early on. I mean, the first question we talked about as, as a group was, how would the world describe you as a man? And how do you describe yourself as a man, right? And so, you know, so that sets the foundation for the weekend and who we are, because the ultimate, we want to leave there better men. We want to leave there better leaders, better leaders for our family, better leaders for our packs. So that's awesome. That's really good context there. Okay. He tell us a little bit, you know, I see you, you have your collar on, you are a, a pastor, you are a priest. Uh, what was that third F piece? How did you incorporate that? Was that, uh, the reason you got involved or, you know, just kind of walk us through your, your piece of the planning process. Yeah. Um, I kind of, um, I think with, with Ollie and Belding, um, I initially kind of was, I, I drove it. I didn't necessarily step onto the team to do the third F. Um, we actually had another guy on our, the service team who led that. And then I plugged into that. Um, yeah, certainly as, as a pastor, you know, Shepherd of Souls, I'm always concerned about our men's, you know, faith life from where they are. Being a chaplain for the Air Force, um, and I also had the chance to be a chaplain for a Division One football team. I'm used to working with men uh, and women of varying religious traditions and various places on the spiritual journey. Some who align themselves clearly to some defined religious tradition and practice, and others who are far more nebulous. Uh, but nevertheless, if you're a human, you're spiritual as a part of every human experience as something beyond this personhood that I'm drawn to. And uh, just working with men on that regard and, and asking them to level up with it to do like a, so in third F we did um, a number of different things. We kind of uh, asked them to do really, maybe the, the core of it was do a spiritual audit. Where do you stand with uh, your values? How do you articulate your values? How you're connecting to that, that source that you call God to be a source of strength in being consistent and practicing those values. Um, so leveling up in that regard, we thought was pretty important, but also recognizing that to be a man of faith, we're always called into relationship, obviously a relationship with the God whom we name, but also relationship with others. So the third F we also incorporated um, just some time together, we called it an Emmaus walk where another member of the Pox teamed up together and they just went out for 30 minutes, kind of shared the struggles and the victories they had in, in being men of God. And then we brought that back to uh, kind of a circle of trust, a smaller level and did some real intentional sharing of, of those challenges and those victories. Um, so that was a little bit about the third F, kind of crossed over a little bit with the second F where we did, we went to a nonprofit a youth camp, summer camp, and they're gearing up for their season. So we gave them about an hour and a half of service to help them in various projects, blowing leaves, setting out a dock, um, whatever we could to give some service to that facility for the mission that they have. And quite honestly, I think, you know, that's our um, 
our third F is about, you know, not only being meant for God, but being meant for others. And that service hour and a half really, I thought it turned out to be a stronger piece than I anticipated, or even the team anticipated in our planning. Uh, so that's how we incorporate the third F. So you guys had a, a workout of some sort. You felt your second F was heard some campfire talk, heard some cracking, some cold ones. Uh, I love the, the Emmaus walk concept as well. I know that gets us into the third F um, where service is firmly planted, I think, in any F3 region, right? Service to, yeah. to others, like you said, um, love your neighbor as yourself, right? So um, I think a year and a lifetime ago, I used to be a big event planner. And the question I would always ask people, and, and I'll pose the question to you uh, before we jump over to Greensboro, and then guys, you'll get that one as well. But kind of starting with the end and when we get into planning mode and what, you know, when it's all said and done, guys are walking back to their car, heading home from, from the, uh, from the lake. What was it you were hoping they were taught, they would be talking about on the ride home? I would say that they, they recognize the value of giving emphasis to all three Fs. You know, we, we call it F3, but you know, there, obviously there's some guys that are really into the first F. You know, that it draws them in, but it's, it's staying there. Mm -hmm. And we've got to draw them into the second and the third F. So the leveling up, and those other guys, you know, got to level up in that first F, you know, they're getting a little soft, they're not facing the gloom, they're not getting out, um, getting out as often as they should. So I think our takeaway was each one of these Fs is a critical dimension of my manhood, and I'm leveling it up. I'm stepping up on each of them. Outstanding. Ollie Belding, any additional input? I, th I think the only thing I would say is perfectly said, Makai, was also like they're asking themselves different questions. And I think, I mean, the, the harder the questions you ask yourself, the more growth you'll have. And so they were in the car, hopefully, reflecting on some deeper questions that they'll continue on and, and to grow from. So it, it was, it was exhausting. You know, it was, it was, it was tough. You know, there were a lot of hard questions that we were asked. There were a lot of questions that we were asked to reflect on. Um, you know, I, I talked to a lot of guys that went, you know, we had almost 30 guys that went and, you know, all of them were kind of wiped, you know, even days after, because I think, you know, we didn't sleep as much as maybe we should have, you know, uh, there were cigars and bottles and cans involved. So you didn't, you didn't sleep as, as well as maybe you normally would, but uh, I think what, what wore guys out in a good way was, you know, there was some pretty heavy conversation that forced us to reflect on a lot of things. So uh, our car, you know, I was in Mulcahy's car on the way back. We had some light conversation, but you could tell guys were impacted by what they'd heard and what they'd, what they'd said. So I, I think, you know, we had some light conversation, but I think a lot of guys took days to reflect upon, you know, what they'd heard, said, and done. That's fantastic. And I'm sure that's exactly what, you know, you were hoping, right? It's, it's not just, okay, we're done. Let's just go back to life as we know it, right? We want to keep accelerating. Um, you know, a lot of guys throw out, myself included, do hard things. And that doesn't just mean lift a cinder block a thousand times over your head, right? It means, uh, you know, I love the question of what, what values am I presenting to the world uh, as far as how I see myself as a man, but how they see me, uh, which, is, which is really what it's all about. That's outstanding. Uh, I'm going to shift gears over to the guys in F3 Greensboro, uh, a bit of a different layout. 
but certainly a hard focus on um, building camaraderie and continuing to to uh, build the undergirding of, of a sense of tribe in F3 Greensboro. Sacked, if I'm not mistaken, you were kind of the impetus of let's go up and do this thing. Why don't you uh, start us off uh, as far as where the idea came from, what is the idea, um, and, and take us from there. Got it. So first, I have to say, um, the three guys from Toledo, that was awesome. I, I'm sitting here making notes and energy levels rising. So the antithesis of that, this would start as a bunch of goofballs and say, hey, let's go up to the mountains, let's crush ourselves and, and, and see if we have fun. So back in, uh, back in 2015, um, we started, I'd been in F3, I guess, three or four months, just, you know, that whole dance where you're starting to meet new guys. Hey, it seems like a cool dude. This guy's pretty cool. And you're working out and we're talking, we're, we're probably doing, you know, a million push-ups or working so a million lunges and saying, Hey, how about we go camping? See if some guys want to go camping. So we had about eight or 12 guys that said, Hey, we're in. We didn't really know each other that well. It's amazing how well you get to know guys when you go up into the mountains for a weekend, right? And you, and you have to pitch camp and, and uh, it gets a little rustic and you sit around the campfire at night with, with food and, and talk and whether it's faith-based or who are you, where are you from? Um, and it was just fantastic. So I would say it was not an organized event. There was no planning and we're going to, uh, Snowflake's going to jump in here with me because he's, he's added a ton to getting us organized along with two other guys, double check um, uh, has helped us a lot in Phoenix, and they're on our committee of four now. So it started with just 12 guys. We got up there. It was a pretty tough beatdown. We did, if some, maybe the guys in Toledo don't know, but Italian job may know, uh, we camp at Grandfather Mountain Campground, which is in Banner Elk, North Carolina, and not far, and you can see it as, as a pretty, pretty good high mountain called Grandfather Mountain. And along Grandfather Mountain are all different kinds of trails, different levels. And so first year, we we said, hey, no problem. We'll, we'll take profile trail, go all the way to the bridge and back. That should be not too hard. So seven hours later, when we finished that, we could barely walk to our cars. Uh, Snowflake knows what I'm talking about. You do two TV, but um, we got back to the campground that Saturday night. We go up Friday night, got back Saturday night. We could barely walk, took our showers uh, and sat around. And, and you know how we have three guys are. That was awesome, man. That was great. You know, I feel terrible. This sucks. Everything hurts, but I can't wait to do it again. And by the way, we should invite some more people. So 2015, eight to 12 guys. Uh, last year, we missed one year because of COVID, unfortunately. Last year was our sixth. We had 80 plus snowflake, mm -hmm. 80 plus people. And it went from, from men to two or three years in. We said, hey, you know, guys wanted to bring their sons. Uh, can I bring my son? Well, you know, it kind of takes, you know how we are, kind of takes away from the original temperature, bring them in. Great success, brought them in. So it kept going from like, 12 to 20 to 30, 40, and 80 plus last year. Last year we did for the first time. Um, now it's quite organized. Uh, we have uh, four of us on the steering committee. And then as you guys know, with F3, once you get there, all the guys chip in. So you, you got 30 or 40 men helping cook, want to help cook, want to take trash, setting people's camp, uh, helping people with, with everything that goes about it. Um, and now we have, instead of one hike, we have four different hikes. We're too big now to go at one time up the mountain. So with the, we, we talk, I, we'll talk to the rangers before we even arrive. They clear the path for us. We've got 15 to 20 that launched and 10 minutes later, 15, 20, so forth. So four different levels from basic to crush you uh, and anything in between. 
we have a person assigned, safety, all that good stuff. So we do that on Saturday. Friday night's just hot dogs, cooking out. We got a guy who brings a cooker now. Uh, get camp set, have a good time. Everybody gets to know each other. Introduce everybody. Kids can run around. Saturday, we take off, big breakfast, 8 a.m., hit the mountainside. We get back uh, late afternoon, uh, clean up. Uh, and I'll let Snowflake talk about meals and the big campfire name Arama and all that good stuff, if you would, Snowflake. But essentially, and we did something, I know this is interesting conversation amongst the nation at times. We kept having dads, I'm a dad with daughters, saying, hey, I'd like to bring you know, I'd come if I could bring my daughters too, the young girls. And, and I was always in the camp. Now, nah, you know, this is the dude stuff. This is guy stuff. This is what we do. Uh, and so we, Snowflake and Phoenix and Double Jack, got, we all got that request again last year. We said, you know, what are we missing here? If we're missing out on men getting up there and benefiting from it, getting to know them better, simply because, you know, we're, and so we, uh, Opened it up. A lot of guys brought, came, new guys came, brought their young girl. It was fantastic. The kids played, you know, it's funny, little kids don't care. Um, they're going to run around and teach us a lot, right, if you watch them uh, and observe. So we had a great time with that. Um, so I'm not sure if I answered all your questions, Tommy Boy, but it started small. It's grown. It continues to grow. We'll have a bigger group this year. We get a big meadow in the back of the campground. So we have all of our cars, all of our tents, kitchen area, everything. We have it to ourselves. Campground's great. They love us. We leave it better than we, we find it. So um, everybody's very responsible with that. And, and in the end, the, the coolest thing for me is uh, the relationships that have developed. I mean, I've gotten to know about guys when you sit down and you're smoked, you sit down, have a nice uh, meal on Saturday night with a cold beer around a campfire and, and you just sit and listen. Uh, amazing um, the bonds that are, as you guys all know on this call, that are strengthened and, and, so I'll answer your question, Tommy Boy, and then I'll be quiet. And that is, my hope is that, and we hear this all the time, they get in the car, they're all smoked, and they say, that was phenomenal. Little kids say, hey, that was awesome. I can't believe I climbed that mountain and can't wait to do it again next year. That's our hope. And also the other comment, I'm going to make sure so-and-so brings his kids up next year. So that's, that's quick and dirty. Snowflake, if you want to jump in, man. Yeah, I would just add about the decision about bringing daughters. I'm a, I've got a daughter much older now, um, but there was a lot of conversation about that. And two takeaways from me after that that I think are positives. One is it gave the, the daughters an opportunity to see other him out there and how they interact with each other. And I think one of the most interesting takeaways for me was the young boys seeing these girls smoke them on the mountain. Yeah, that's have right. A whole different respect for what <laughs> girls can do. Great point. Um, kind of changed some attitudes on on those cocky young uh, young two point <laughs> So uh, and we had a couple girls that just smoked smoked everybody smoked us and the uh, and the boys as well. Yeah. So Sack was uh, the driver on this thing. I think the important thing for us is to have that team to divide the responsibilities because with eighty plus, it gets more challenging when you're talking about food. You know, there's some expense there, so we do charge a small fee um, for the camp fee and covering the food and stuff. Um, and it's really just planning. So, you know, we're, we've got our first planning meeting next week for camp trip that's at the end of the month where we'll get into the food stuff. We're real fortunate that Phoenix uh, is the guy with the cooker and he's mm -hmm. a professional griller. Uh, he tows that thing up behind his, his uh, SUV every year and uh, allows us to cook for 80 guys. So uh, Sack's done a great job of taking notes every year. So we refer to pre previous year notes on how much did we buy? How much were we over? How much were we under? 
uh, and it's, it's become almost a science. So uh, I think just keeping that feedback and uh, making sure that's available for the next guys that step up to take a lead is important. Um, I too was encouraged by some of the things I heard from Toledo. I think there's some things we might be able to add to our trip. Mm -hmm. um, more of the third F component. I think we pretty got the first and second F down. I, I don't know other than the circle of trust where we do name a lot of 2.0s and things like that on Saturday night. Um, incorporating more of the third F uh, would be good thought for us to try to figure out how to make that work. So Tommy boy, I don't know if you're taking notes. I can't keep on top of how much good stuff is coming out. I can't write it all down. I think I'm but on I'll my fifth note card. So yeah, I'm yeah there, there you go. I'll tell you guys what I'm hearing here is this stuff doesn't just organically come together. It requires a little bit of work behind the scenes and you learn a little bit here, maybe modify it for the next go round. So I want to ask, and it's open-ended to whoever wants to answer, what are some of those lessons that you've learned as a region thinks about starting uh, some kind of a retreat? What do they need to know? What are the lessons you guys have learned from doing this? That where you've, you know, you've cleared the path, you've lit the way. So what are some of those things you've learned that you can share with the guys who are considering doing this for the first time or modifying from a previous trip that they've done as a region? I, uh, I'd start off, at least here in Toledo. Um, once Belding uh, gave us the, the go-ahead to, to, to organize this, um, I try to draw together the, the service team and um, pretty deliberate about who I asked to go on to it. Uh, and fortunately, everyone who was asked, all set, 10 sites said yes to serve in that capacity. But that team, I wanted as many, as much of diversity in people attending different AOs and guys who were different in, in terms of their emphasis, whether on rucking or running or whether emphasis was on the third F or the second F. So I, I think that, because I knew that if we present this, it's a new concept, never been done before. And it's, it's the credibility, it's behind those men who were organizing it that would draw the guys in. And so, I mean, I've felt blessed that, you know, some of, the, some of our strongest, uh, him stepped up and said, yeah, I'll be on the service team. And they're the ones out in the circle of trust, announcing it, promoting it, and they had credibility. Hey, far more credibility than I did. You know, I was a relatively newbie. Um, so getting, at least at the first go around, getting that right service team or team together to organize it and buy into it so that they can sell it to the other packs. Yeah, I, I think it's really critical is we had some guys that were real stalwarts and anchors that you know, guys went, I think, because of those guys, you know, and, you know, the, the guys that signed up early were, were guys that people pointed to as leaders that they looked at and said, okay, Ali's gone, I'm in, you know, Trinity's gone, I'm in, Mulcahy's gone, I'm in, Riggins is gone, I'm in. And so there was, that, that was really critical. I can't emphasize that enough. I would say from our side, um, what do you, identify your barriers for the event. So we, we would say, and so if like you, you correct me, uh, cost, we really focus and we do every year on keeping it extremely inexpensive. Uh, so it's playing the event, don't make uh, cost a barrier. Uh, don't make who can come a barrier. We learned that lesson. You know, we, we get in our, in our own way sometimes. 
find an area that's a, that's group centric, meaning you can be together as a group and not separated, split and in small groups uh, form out of it. You guys, like in Toledo said, make sure, I think incorporating all three Fs really adds to it, spices it up a bit um, and make it simple for the people who are attending. A lot of these guys like Snowflake, Double Check, Phoenix, and a lot of others do a lot of behind the scenes work so that all these folks have to do is show up. Uh, there's a simple Venmo process. They, they pay, th then they get their food, they help out, they get their hiking, they get their tent areas and, and uh, enhance the enjoyment for them so that they then turn back in and, and help themselves as well or help us. Yeah, to, on the cost perspective too, I, we make clear that if you can't afford it, don't worry about it, still mm -hmm. sign up. So um, you know, we've got guys that uh, you know, will step up and cover folks if, if they can't cover the cost. Good point. The only other thing I'd add, Sack, is the most important thing, Tommy Boy, is to remember to bring your tent poles. Uh, that's yeah, critical. Yeah, that, that's a critical, uh, critical item, right? Hey, but it was fun for the rest of us, right? I'm glad that I can provide entertainment and uh, long-lasting stories to, to everybody right. that I experience my life with. Uh, you're welcome. So, fellas, this is great. Like I said, I, I literally have five note cards here in front of me. Um, guys in Toledo, as a Greensboro man, you know, thank you for sharing. I'm a huge advocate for mental health. And uh, what I didn't know before our conversation is that that's how you built uh, this retreat opportunity for men to experience. Um, like you said, we don't talk about it enough. Um, and yet so many of us um, that there's, there's that there's, there's that weight, right? And we're not in F3 to carry weight by ourselves unless it's Iron Pack Challenge, right? We're, we're here to carry weight uh, as, as a tribe. So let me do this. I'm gonna throw out kind of a final question to you. Um, and, and if you guys wanna round robin it, that'd be great because um, it's open to, to all of our guests, but we're always talking about being hard chargers, high impact men. So what value personally, just your own personal opinion, what value have you found by taking time to retreat? I mean, I'll start. I would say the value I found is that, I mean, I, I describe myself as a hard charger, go-getter, but it's allowed me to reflect, to grow as a person. And um, I found value in defining myself um, as a man of God and defining myself as a man for others. And I can't be the father I want to be or the husband I want to be or the leader I want to be at work without the connection points that the brotherhood I built or we built at, at, in kind of the, in the Toledo region and, and across the community, you know, charges me up for. So I think that just it's this kind of retreat just kind of amplified that. And so and it will continue to amplify the connection and the proximity you get to see with the packs every single day through workouts and Bible studies and all second half events. Yeah, I would echo that for me. It's, it's the connections. Um, you know, I was kids, my kids are now late twenties, early thirties. So I found my friend group when they were young, uh, was through their friends, parents. And when they went off to college and left that kind of dissipated, uh, and F3 was able to, uh, give me connections I didn't have. So uh, in the camp trip, just as Sack said, you know, I got introduced to more guys than I knew. Greensboro is a, is a big uh, F3 group. We've got about 37 workouts or 30. I don't even know how many anymore a week. So there's a lot of guys that participate that I had not met in the camp trip, gave me an opportunity to make those connections that I hadn't been able to make before. 
I think for me, it was a great, in addition to what Ali said, it was a great opportunity to just unplug. You know, I, I set my phone in my room and at one point I just took my watch off because I didn't care. Uh, and that's, you know, in a society where you are on all the time, you know, I'm looking at my phone right now. I'm looking, I got emails flying across my screen. Um, you know, you're on all the time. And it was nice to just set all that crap aside and recharge a little bit and, and hang out with your friends and do some reflection. And that was, that was a great feeling to not be tethered to that phone or that computer. And just, it was, it was kind of liberating and freeing, you know, just to have that time to, to stay away. And, and focus on yourself. I think everybody's just heard that sound and their butt clenched a little bit because we know, like to your point, right? We know what that means. And all I was of sudden, right on we, cue, wasn't it? Yeah. Right did you cue. plan that? You planned no, that. No, I actually. did not. I did not. <laughs> Belding knows how to make a point. <laughs> Anybody else, gentlemen? Just again, we're, the goal here is, uh, you know, we want we want to perpetuate why guys, why regions should try this thing. Yeah, I, I just add to what Snowflake said. It's the bonds that are that begin to form and then the bonds that have been there, but then they strengthen. And the other thing is I will always take a moment each night, sit down and watch the joy on not only the kids' faces, but our guys watch the, the joy of de detaching. I think Mr. Belding hit it right, getting away from the TV and, and all the things going on in society. And then it's a release for, for, for our men uh, and for me. So, so, yeah, I'd say from uh, a lot of those values are right there. Um, I just increasingly at 58, I have a lot of values, obviously, but I'm increasingly valuing having fun, playing, you know, and um, that's why F3 has enriched my life that way is that I got guys that have, we got similar interests in terms of athletics and fitness and just being, just playing, you know. Uh, getting down on all fours and doing the bear crawl, crawl bear, right? you know, mm. uh, I don't have many Catholic priests who want to do that with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I, I think living life, you know, with, with men who have values is really, it's, it's enriching. And um, so the connections that are made, I would couple though with belting that uh, in terms of mental health, uh, in terms of, you know, being a transparent and vulnerable with members of the packs, it, it has it happens naturally because you feel this uh, this trust with other men who you shared life with, and uh, and so that time together, those connections are really important in deepening relationships and bonds for the sake of just being transparent, seeking out the help, the support when you need it. Well said. You should go into uh, some sort of career dimension where you can speak and share your thoughts with other people. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys coming on. Um, very, very brief challenge with trying this week. Um, Podpacters, however you're engaged with, with your region, uh, take it to the next level. Um, okay, you just kind of said it, like take it outside of yourself. So if you're on Slack, Put, a, put an ask out there on Slack on how you can start the ball rolling in your region to get away and to retreat. Um, if you're on Twitter, put out a DM to a guy that you've, that you've heard or, or seen a note come across the wire on, but like my dog said, but get out there and find that. <laughs>
I think what Tommy Boy's going with here and his dog is joining in the yes, lesson, exactly. Is yeah, to yeah. reach out to your guys. Yeah. And reach out beyond yourself too, because we don't all have the answers and we're not supposed to. If we if we think that we're always supposed to be that level of on, we're gonna fail every day and feel like a failure when we when our head hits the pillow. So if you have the knowledge, share it. If you're seeking the knowledge, ask for it. Uh, you have a wealth of guys across F3 Nation that are dying to uh to give it away or to receive it. And with that Italian job, if you'll take us out, you shared a great uh nine lessons you've learned in, in your nine year anniversary. If you would take us out with that, I can't think of a better way. I appreciate it, brother. So and we've mentioned it nine years ago, uh, my life's trajectory completely changed. Um, a friend of mine, Peach, uh, respect, has been telling me, had been telling me for months, hey, man, you, you would love this. You should come out. You should come out. And for months, I was like, yeah, no, I don't really want to do that. And then I went out and uh, I had no idea the gift that he had just given me. And, and what I've learned in these nine years, being surrounded by mentors, by leaders, by friends, the sweat that I've, uh, the sweat and the blood that I've, you know, I've shared next to guys that I trust with my life and I trust with my wife. Um, I've been unlocked. I've been encouraged. I've been loved. I've been supported. Um, I'd hate to think of where I would be today if it weren't for the men, the high impact men that have surrounded me. I've been blessed to surround myself with for nine years. So in the nine years, I wanted to keep it real simple with nine lessons I learned in the gloom. And here they are. You can go a lot further with others by your side. Number two, men need challenges to stay sharp mentally, physically, and emotionally. Number three, confidence is built by setting and accomplishing goals. Number four, competition makes us better. Number five, sweat, <clears throat> excuse me, number five, sweat and shared suffering build strong bonds. Number six, if you're not accelerating, you're decelerating. Number seven, you're stronger than you think you are. Number eight, the COT is great therapy. And number nine, friends make life worth loving and living. We are blessed. We, uh, we have the antidote to uh, male loneliness, and it's our job to give it away. It's our job to give it away as frequently as possible. We are making waves and changing lives. We should be the change we want to see in this world, be a beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. We have something the world needs. And it's incumbent upon us to give it away. So, Tommy boy, with that being said, uh, thank you, the men who are on this call today. Thank you guys for the opportunity to just get to know you a little bit. But uh, again, for guys who are looking to contact and ask some questions, from Toledo, Mr. Belding, Ali, Mulcahy, from Greensboro, Sacked, and Snowflake, Tommy boy and myself appreciate you. We love you, men. We thank you for your willingness to share what you've, what you've learned to show other regions what works. So thank you for that. Tommy boy, thank you. I love you guys. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk again next week.